This is Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey podcast, where we search the ancient paths to find ways that God brings light into a dark world and helps set men free from the struggles that we all face on a day-to-day basis. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had one long horn and one big eye. Like a mister shaking in the city. It looks like a purple people eater to me. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. purple faith of our fathers today on the the Christian Car Guys show. So the costly purple faith of our fathers, right? Scott, we got another interesting topic to talk about today in so many different ways. I hope you can grasp where we're going because, man, I'll tell you what, it's a real joyride. It really, really, really is. So in the intro, you might have heard Purple People Eater by Sheb Woolley. Those of us who grew up (laughs) in the 50s and 60s loved that one. And then Jimi Hendrix, Purple Haze, right? Yeah. And then Prince with Purple Rain. Have you ever wondered why purple songs tend to be so mystic? Hmm. I wonder Mm. if there's a connection there. And then Rosemary Siemens with... Right, faith of our fathers. And so today's show, as always, you might guess this, is brought to you by Hebrew Letter. And the Hebrew Letter for today's show, like, you know, Sesame Street, we, is the Hebrew Letter Nun. And so when you hear that N sound in a word, you can think of the letter Nun. And there's really new words that I want to think about for a minute. And the first N sound that you hear is in the word Amen. Right? Well, interestingly, at the end of the word purple in Hebrew, it also ends with a mem and a nun, that M sound and a nun sound, which the M means a lot of or great, and then faith. Or, you know, it's very believable. A means, says like it's true, and it's believable. Well, purple comes at the end, like that also, that idea of great faith. Well, also very connected to today's show and all that we're talking about today is the word Nazarite. Right, and you may know that in in the book of um, Deuteronomy, and in, 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 there's talks, and certainly in the book of Judges, of this idea of the Nazarite. But what you may not know is where it came from, and so we're going to talk about that today. And it's very much connected to the color purple, and it's very much connected to grapes. And so, wow! And you know, Samson was the first Nazarite that we learn a lot about, and you might remember he couldn't cut his hair. So all that stuff is connected 
with the letter Nun, because if you hear the word Nazarite, guess what it starts with? And an N, right? Yeah. And so we have all those coming together. So it is my prayer. It really, really, and I've been praying hard today that you would grasp what I'm sharing and that you would meditate on these same verses I am fixing to read for you. And actually, I put these verses on my website where it said costly purple faith, faith of our fathers. So here are the verses I want you to just, just meditate on with me, okay? So... Song of Solomon chapter 7 verse 5 says, and this is, by the way, to give you a little backdrop, this is the bridegroom, this is Jesus describing how beautiful his bride is. And so you didn't know this, but the beautiful bride has purple hair, just saying. All right, so <laughs> thine head upon thee is like caramel, and the hair of thine head like purple. And the king is held in the galleries. Okay, so I want you to think about purple. I want you to think about caramel. Those things all fit together very nicely, beautifully, and the king is held in his galleries. So if you go to Genesis chapter 49, you have this amazing, amazing blessing that Jacob gives all his different sons. But the one we're going to talk about today is the one that he gave Joseph, because Joseph is very much connected to this whole idea of fruitful is very much connected to a vine, is very much connected to Carmel, because the Carmel, the Mount Carmel, was in Manasseh, which is there in, in Joseph's territory, so to speak. And so it's connected to all these things. So I want you to listen to Jacob's blessings in a couple different places. Verse 22 and verse in Genesis 49. The blessing of thy fathers have prevailed above the blessings of my fathers under the utmost bounds of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph... And on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brothers. So that's the that's actually uh, 49.26. 49.22 says, Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. So here you have this idea of a fruitful vine. Well, guess what the word Carmen means in Hebrew? A fruitful vine. It really, really does. Hmm. Okay? And you, you may know that the word Nazarite, which is this idea of long hair, because you know about it from Samson, it also, that he had it, it was in braids that was twisted together. There were yeah. seven braids of his hair. That, oh, yeah. that That's the galleries, kind of what we're talking about here with these. But this is to be um, the first time you find that word Nazarite in the law is is here in Genesis, because when he said it was separate from his brethren, that word separate from his brother is Nazarite. Mm -hmm. Okay, next time you pick up that word is in Exodus when God tells people that on the Sabbath year, they're not to dress their grapevines. Right? You get right. the idea of cutting your hair like you don't cut your vines, right? And, yeah. and, and there was the idea. Seven-year cycle. Right. And they were going to have to trust through faith that they were going to have a harvest without dressing their vines. Mm -hmm. And that's where faith is connected to this idea of the undressed vine. And you think about how Joseph was separate from his brothers. Okay? Yep. All right? Now, add to that the cost of Joseph's faith, right? So Joseph, you might remember, was thrown into a hole by his brothers. Sure was. He was separated from them right then. Yep. Right? And then he went on to go into slavery sold to Potiphar's house, his wife shenanigized him. Yep. And sure then the next thing you know, he's in prison. 
right? Mm-hmm. Where yep. the butcher and the baker and the candlestick maker let him down. <laughs> Actually, the cup holder. But anyway, you know, that was a deal. And so think about what was going on there. And the whole time, Joseph kept his faith, right? He it was, sure did. It, it, it was being crushed like grapes, believe me. Yeah. It was, it was very, very difficult, very costly faith. Mm. Now, in the, in the ancient times, you may know that the color purple was always considered to be part of royalty. Absolutely. And the reason was that in order to make the dye, to make purple, it took 10,000 shellfish fish called mullocks. Mm-hmm. Okay, you had to have 10,000 of these little bad boys. You had to kill 10,000 shellfish to get one ounce of purple dye to make those robes that you see unbelievable, right? Yeah. And so I have a picture of that at my website so you can see that pretty beautiful color purple that that would create from those mullocks of shellfish. So the cost of Joseph's faith, you see, was like 10,000 mullocks, right? I mean, it was a very expensive thing to create purple. Oh yeah, and it took great faith. Like if I'm an okay, I'm going to make purple. You got to, you know, you better go fishing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you better be prepared to squeeze a whole lot of mullocks. <laughs> and and you think about all that that goes into this idea of now Jesus, okay, is talking about you, and what he's saying is that he's held captive by the faith of your tresses, of, 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 of the braids of your hair is purple, hmm. right? Because of, of the cost. And, and, and I don't want anybody to miss this based on Genesis. Jacob connected all back to his fathers, right? His father Abraham's faith, right? His father's Noah's faith, his, his, his father Adam's faith. In other words, all those faiths were sown <clears throat> like seeds, and we, at this point in our lives, are harvesting the faith of our fathers. Ah, I see where you're going. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, we, we, some of us are undressed fine, Scott, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so along those lines, it is through faith that we started the Jesus Labor Love, my good friend here, Scott, and we help single moms, widows, and families in crisis through faith right? Absolutely. We believe that God is going to come through for them, yep. both in people that will help us get their car fixed, but also in providing the prayers that you all provide and, and pro- providing the finances that you all provide. And interestingly, he also provides through faith the people that need the help, right? Yeah. All those things. But no shortage of them. The faith of our fathers. So what is your faith of your fathers? If you got a story that just like, man, Wait till you hear the faith of my father. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back with much more Christian Car Guy Show. The uh, very costly purple faith of our father. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
costly purple faith of our fathers today on the Christian Car Guys show. And I would love, love, love to hear your faith of your father's story. And, you know, we will be true till thee, till death. Wow. I mean, that's, that's really spectacular. And when you think about what Jesus was describing when he described us as this head of Mount Carmel, right? And you might know that Mount Carmel is a pretty exciting place. It, it overlooks the Mediterranean, and it's the very place where all those prophets of Baal got wiped out, okay? <laughs> and it's also the place where Elijah prayed and got down and, and, um, and, and was waiting and went and looked for that cloud, and eventually it came up the side of his fist, right? How cool is that? A, a place of great faith was Carmel. And, and you might even know, very beautifully, that our little buddy, Elisha, Elijah's understudy, whatever you want to call his name, you know, Elijah and Elisha. Anyway, I always, I always love to talk about those guys. And he was helped out by a lady that sometimes referred to as the Shunammite, very similar to the Shulamite. And you know where he was when she lost her son and she came looking for him? You guessed it. It was on Mount Carmel. And, and there he says, there's the Shunammite. And you can't help if you're me, you know, with my connection to the Shulamite, think that, wow, how cool is it that we have this opportunity, right, to raise people from the dead like Elijah did. Like, when you share the faith of your fathers with people and, and they begin to see that light in your eyes and, and they realize that there's something really unique about you, that you'll find that they'll come to you, Scott, and they'll want you to pray with them. That's right. Right? When they have, Absolutely. like we talked about last week, malfunction, need input. Like when they're in that situation, they're looking for somebody that's got the faith of their fathers. And they're, and they're looking for that light. And when they see that light, like Elisha, they come a-looking for somebody that yeah. helped them, right, bring somebody back to life. And, and so what a neat, neat, neat honor I don't know if you thought about it. And it's one of the things I really just can't. I'm amazed when people come to me and say, Robbie, will you pray for me? They, they, they really have something heavy duty, big. And a lot of times they're people that are not believers and, and they still see something in you that looks like Mount Carmel. Okay. This is what it looks like to them. It looks like Mount Carmel. It looks like a fruitful vine. It looks like a place where they could get answers. And so how cool is that, that they come to you? We would love your call. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Do you get that a lot where you are there, Scott? I, know I you sure do. do. I'm at Mar Mount Carmel every night. <laughs> what a blessing. <laughs> I don't take it for granted at all. Right, right, because you get a chance to pray with oh, all those yeah. people in the hospital. That's your Absolutely. regular day job. Absolutely. So sh God share with our listeners what night. you do. Oh, I have the most wonderful job I'm a patient advocate at a local hospital, and I work in the emergency room. And um, patients ask me what I do, and I said I'm in charge of prayer and jokes and Scooby snacks, blankies, pillows, ice cream, and cupcakes, and I don't give any bad news. So my Scooby job ranges Scooby <laughs> snacks. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, yeah, I don't give any bad news. Um and I have to be careful about the information I give them. A lot of times I know the answer to the riddle. I usually do. But I need to stay in my lane, and I have a wonderful lane. 
So God uses me every night. What a blessing. People come in there and they're very vulnerable and frightened and sometimes angry. And sometimes God uses me to hold a 97-year-old's hand for an hour. Sometimes I just listen. And how cool is it? I just want, you know, if you're listening right now, okay. I prayed and prayed and prayed that God would send me somebody to help me with a Jesus labor love, realizing completely in my world, anybody that ever heard me talk about it knows that prayer is the foundational thing that we do for the people that we're blessed with that come to us for help, right? And how amazing is it that God provided me with Scott? (laughs) I just, I find that just beyond. The blessing is all mine. Oh, well, I get that, but I, I... you know, it, it really is, Scott. It's just, it's it's really, really cool that, you know, from, you know, from my standpoint, to point people to Jesus as the solution to whatever their problem is, is the point, okay? If you get the point, <laughs> you'll be on point, I'm just saying. And the point is, that I'm trying to make here, is point people to to Jesus, whether they got car problems or they got whatever problem, right? Oh, yeah. If, if we can point them to that. And so what better way to do that than to actually just pray with them? Right. Most people don't realize everywhere they are, where they work, is a mission field. Whether you're a mechanic or a secretary, you may not have the opportunity I do. I prayed for many, many years that God would use me. But he uses all of us. It's just... He uses that skill set that you've been given. And since I like to bloviate, I get to bloviate. Um, What is what? Bloviate? Talk. Oh, that's a new word for me. (laughs) I'm excreed. Jim Graham would be really proud of you right now to use a word like that. I'm going to have to try that one out. How do you spell bloviate? Uh, Just like it sounds. B-L-O-W-V-I-A-T-E? <laughs> Look that up, Christian. While we got, I got that. that's really cool. So you get to bloviate. All right, I've been wondering. Yeah, I've been, yeah. but so, that's not all. Sometimes I have to pray for discernment and just listen. So how about this week? Anything new and exciting happening with a Jesus slave? Well, what we need is cars, right? Yeah, we got lots sure of do. folks that they need more than repair. They need a car. Sure do. And so maybe it's good. Okay, we've looked up bloviate. Okay. To discourse at length in pompous, boastful (laughs) manner. Well, maybe not quite like that. (laughs) Well, it's actually B-L-O-V-I-A-T-E. There you go. Now I've increased my vocabulary today, and I bet you have too. So we're going to be back with a lot more, the costly purple faith of our fathers, but it wouldn't be the same without your faith story 866-34-TRUTH. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Costly purple faith 
of our fathers today on the Christian Car Guy Show, that idea being that from the Song of Solomon, where um, Jesus was describing his bride as having uh, a head that that was up Mount Carmel, right? This beautiful Mount Carmel and her hair of purple. And, you know, that he is caught in the galleries of that. And so that idea in so many ways is connected to the, the, the braids of the Nazarite vow, which has to do with faith in so many different ways, being separated from your brother, like the Joseph story, which was the very first idea of being separated um, from his brothers to an extent to be blessed by his father. And so it's really, really a fascinating story. And when you think about your own faith story, right, how the light came on for you, there was some father involved in that, okay? There was the Heavenly Father, certainly. But there were, there were a lot of fathers been praying along the line <laughs> for the light to come on. And so we all are standing, undoubtedly, on the faith of our fathers, right? From, you know, whether it was Adam, Abraham, you take your pick, and those things happen uh, that are spectacular. And so, you know, bringing that down to the Jesus Labor Love, as we've been talking with Scott, our Jesus Labor Love chief volunteer, we got lots of them, but, you know, Scott's the kind of front man that usually you would, if you were to um, put in a request, you would get a call from Scott. And one of the first things Scott would do is pray with you, and, and which we love. And so, Scott, one of the things that we need constantly right now is actually cars. Yes, yes. And so Definitely. what that what that would look like, really, we've is somebody that has got a car that, you know, they realize they're going to have to get a new car or whatever, and they they you know don't want to trade it in, or they think this might be a good car to give to somebody that isn't worth all that much money. So we normally get you know cars that are really worth maybe in the neighborhood of two three thousand yeah. dollars, and and they hopefully don't need a lot of repair that we can get them going and, and, and be, be a good car for somebody, whether the air conditioner doesn't work is not right. a big deal because people need transportation to us back and forth to work. I mean, they're, they're without, so you can imagine what it'd be like to be without a car. So we are in faith actually, um, you know, reaching out and asking. Yeah. And if it doesn't, if you don't think it'll pass inspection or if the tires are a little war, we, we've got people that can help us with that. Um, we can shore it up and get it, you know, safe for someone. Yeah, so. and even if it doesn't, like I, I have another friend um, who is donating a car right now that we know mm-hmm. is going to the crusher. I mean, that's where it's headed. Yeah. Well, we get money for those too. All right. And that money Absolutely. can be used to help somebody. So, you know, whatever your situation may be, if you're aware of that, we don't, you know, unlike some ministries, I won't mention by name, what mm-hmm. they do is they take your card donations and they sell them. Mm-hmm. And then they take that money to, to use for their charity, however that works yeah. through all their administrative costs and all that stuff. Well, you know, in our case, if you give us a car, if there's yeah. any way in the world we can get that car into somebody's hands that desperately needs a car, that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, We're in a really unique situation where 100% of the proceeds, whether it's donation, whether it's a car, goes directly to the charity. That is very rare. We have no middleman. Even our accountant, she works for free. Um, All of us volunteer. There's absolutely no administrative middleman cost anything. That's rather unique, actually, and and we're very proud about that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. But again, it was all by faith, and through faith, people help, and through through faith. 
you know, all those things have happened. And so it's, it's really an honor yeah. to, to, to get a chance to see God at work in so many different ways. And I can't tell you the number of times, and I'm sure you've experienced the same thing where you prayed with somebody, they were vulnerable, malfunctioned, need input, right? Absolutely. My car's broken. And you get them on the phone, Scott, and the typical situation is they're really so panicky. They're very highly, just like probably the people in the hospital. Overwhelmed. At, overwhelmed. Yeah, overwhelmed and angry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. But then when you pray with them, things change, right? Absolutely. Uh, a little clarity right there. Uh, they, sometimes they don't even know where to begin. And I say your family, your health, your job, and they say everything. I said, well, let's do it. Right, and as as you begin to pray, it's interesting on the other end of it. I can't tell you how many that I have you know, talked to over the years that before the prayer, there was all this confusion, agitation, and all this stuff. But when you get the point and you point them to Jesus, then the, all of a sudden they relax, mm-hmm. and, and and they begin the idea of how we're going to, you know, God is going to fix this situation. Right. We are going to end up okay. Yeah, one step at a time. <laughs> and... And sometimes it's just a matter of knowing the first step, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing that where it starts, in all cases, right, is it, it, it is to to be needy out loud. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The, for the people that actually have the need mm-hmm. to go to the website, christiancarguy.com, there you'll see Jesus' labor of love. And Jesus' labor of love has several menu items right on the left-hand side. Yeah. The first of which is apply for assistance, right? Yep. That's what we're there for, apply for assistance. We're blessed by every one of those, aren't we, Scott? We sure are. We sure are. I mean, every time we get an opportunity to show love of God in some way, somehow, we don't often, right, more than 50% of the time, we don't fix all the problems, right? Seldom. Seldom. But we always get a chance to just plant whatever seeds we get to right, plant absolutely. along the way. So first of all, it's, it's people need to be needy out loud. And then, you know, then there's another button oh, for yeah. if you want to uh, donate to the Jesus Labor Love. And there's another button if you want to give a car to the Jesus mm-hmm. Labor Love. It's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. And, and the Jesus Labor Love is, is clearly... Um, for all of us that are associated with the Christian Car Guy show, you know, one of the most amazing things uh, we get a chance to take part in, right? Absolutely, Robbie. Yeah, it's not uncommon to have somebody call a year later and say, Mr. Scott, I just wanted to tell you, we finally got our house. Mr. Scott, thank you for all that prayer. Um, it may not even have anything to do with their car. And then just like, thank you for believing in me. Thank you for giving us a chance. Thank you. Um, and so, uh, yeah, think about how many times, and it's really, really common, um, that they are in this horrible need at the same moment in time that they've just lost their mother, they've lost their oh, yeah. son or their father. I mean, they're in a horrible situation with with grief. Yeah, their job. Yeah, and and, the, and man, they 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 love those prayers when when those moments come. And it's 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 interesting to me. That those things are, you know, often, you know, come in those packages, and and again, what they're leaning on when they're when they're in need is your faith. They're, you're absolutely they're, right. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, there we get back to the idea of this fruitful 
Right. Isn't it interesting that this grapevine that's fruitful, that's on Mount Carmel, is connected to the color purple? Because we're talking about purple. You, you used to be a graphic artist, and so tell about purple from your perspective. Well, um, one thing I learned in advertising class early on is that each color subconsciously represents different things. Um, just like there's many, many shades of green. Well, Kelly green represents affordability. Orange represents affordability, whereas black or purple is very exclusive. So uh, advertisers know that. So each color um, represents different things, but purple has always had that mystical, elusive, royal-type flavor to it. And the thing I love about it is if you look at the color spectrum of the rainbow, right, there's seven, you might remember Roy G. Biv, red, mm -hmm. orange, yellow, blue, yep. indigo, or green, blue, indigo, and violet. Those are the seven. What's the last one? Purple, right? And so right. that's the seventh color of the rainbow. And there are seven days in the week, but there's also seven last words from the cross, and there are also seven anointings of Christ in Isaiah 11, the last of which is, right, a delight in the fear of the Lord. And so for me, I associate and have for years the color purple with delight in the fear of the Lord. Well, if you think about delight in the fear of the Lord, that's faith, right? Right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm delighting that God's got this. I don't know what else may happen. <laughs> I don't. But I do know that it's like in the case of Port Orchard, Washington, which I understand for some reason our satellite feed is not going up there today, but Sarah Linda's on the line, and so she's going to share with us here in a minute <laughs> because she couldn't hear unless Welcome. she called in. 866-348-7884. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. costly purple faith of our fathers today on the Christian Car Guy Show. How fun is that? <laughs> In so many different ways, we've enjoyed talking about the Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 5, where uh, Jesus describes his bride as having a head like caramel, right? Which is this fruitful vine, unbelievably fruitful vine that you, that, that um, where it says your hair is like purple and he is caught He's, 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 he's in those galleries of this braids of your Nazarite-like hair that's, you know, that's growing in faith, right? And, and it's just, it's really, really spectacular stuff. And we have a good friend with us. We have Sarah Linda, who is listening usually on KCIS in Seattle, but unfortunately she can't get KCIS, so she called in. <laughs> so we're grateful that we get to hear from you today. How are you, Sir Linda? 
Well, I'm I'm doing I'm doing very very well. Because, Good morning. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm hearing an echo of my voice, but <laughs> I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm well. I, I'm uh, the Lord has really been helping me to continue, and I am. Um, he is my strength and my fortress and my help and my hope. And uh, I I wrote a, a a little song or poem from last Saturday oh, good. about uh, Zion. Uh, is, am I pronounced? Yeah, Zion. Right. And it was and combining with the the purple of the hair and the lifting your head and everything like that. Uh, well, anyway, it fits. I get well. It fits because um, to lift to lift my head, I have to use my hands and. Uh, because I'm quite bent over, but anyway, <laughs> I, the Lord is my help and my hope and my righteousness, and and that color purple is as she shall wear purple. At, at you know, at my age, that's that's really the thing to do. Because <laughs> anyway, my I this is the poem that I wrote last Saturday, and it it was about lift. Zion is like a neck, and it equals righteousness. But uh, I, so I'm. Well, I wrote that. My soul pants for Thee, O Lord. When I lift my head unto Thee, my hands have to lift my chin, for my ears have multiplied to me. But Your word like a river poured, satisfies all my needs within. You, Your light, life, and comfort sings as you, my righteousness, covers me within your sheltering wings. Oh, that's and, lovely. Yeah, I, I, can I, you know, the, the really, really neat thing is what she's making reference to is actually the verse before the verse we're talking about today, which your neck is an ivory tower. <laughs> and that idea of the ivory there is is is, is purity and also mm-hmm. has to do with the tooth. But like she said, it has to do with that letter Zion. And when you think about it, when you're in shame, you can't, you look down. Right. Yeah. And when, when you yeah. look down, you can't swallow that water. Right. Try to swallow something with your head looking down. Just can't do oh, it. Boy. Right. Yeah, and the furthest distance between <laughs> in the world, I'm told, is between your head and your heart. And what's there is your neck. Right. And as your uh-huh. neck is not held down in shame. Right. But it's white and ivory because of what Jesus did. Then you're able to receive that river of living water so that you can then have purple hair. You know? <laughs> and I need all the hair I could get. <laughs> <laughs> we really can. I mean, that's just, you know, in, in so many different ways, it's it's, 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 it's an amazing picture of of growth, right? Because that's what, yeah. that's what hair does. And, and interestingly, if you study it, like I do tend to study things, you know, it is the only part of your body that does not have any blood vessels or any nerves. And so... Mm-hmm. It's separated, like the idea of that Nazareth, it's separated from your body in a different way, mm-hmm. just like Joseph was separated from his brothers, right? Your hair, it mm-hmm. grows, but it's, 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 it can be cut mm-hmm. without hurting you, 
That's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yes. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of symbolism and all that, and I love to think about those things. But mostly, I like to to apply them. And I think that when people hear you, Sarah Linda, and I, I'm so grateful that you call in so often, I really, really am. What they hear is your great faith, because you've lost your husband, you've lost your granddaughter, right? And 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 your treasure is in heaven, right? Yes. And and I've also uh, I had cancer about 26 years ago now, and uh, well, my hair. It didn't quite grow back so well, so <laughs> oh wow, I've lost my hair. But i i have a, I have hair that I've had since then because I got a wig right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to hear some? Since we're just talking about hair, I'll just give you some other fun facts. Okay, a lot of people wonder okay. why the Jews let their sideburns grow, you know, in in ringlets down the sides of their head. You ever yeah, wonder tell, about that? Uh, yeah, tell okay. us. Well, for for the way they study that is the hair on your head is considered fine hair, and the hair of your beard, if you're a man, is considered to be coarse hair, and the hair of your sideburns is what connects the two. Ah. Oh. And, and so, spiritually, from their perspective, when they when they study these ideas, is these the hair it receives light, which it does. Okay, but it receives uh-huh. spiritual light, and spiritual light that comes from a higher place hits your head, but spiritual place from a lower place is where like insight comes to their beards, okay? Uh And since women already have a tremendous amount of intuition, they don't have beards because they don't have need of that same kind of insight that men need. Uh Interesting. And so they don't need their long sideburns because they, but the idea of the sideburns connecting this idea of intuition sort of to this higher understanding. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And so, you know, that's (laughs) fun things to know and learn. When you understand why, you know, they believe that women don't have beards. Mm. Just saying. (laughs) You don't need them. You you already have all this intuition. And so I'm so glad you called in today, Cyril, and I'm so thankful for the way God allows you to um, express yourself through poetry. It's beautiful. It's spectacular. And, and thank you, you're, 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 you're a treasure. Yes, thank you, Lord. And thank you for calling in today. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope KCIS gets back on the air or they get our feed. I don't know which it is. But. Well, I, I, I'm glad that the, the Lord inspired me to call you so I could hear you. <laughs> thank you for your call. And, and, and pray. Yeah, and it's such a wonderful station there in Seattle. And I'm so grateful for them carrying my show. So thank you, Sarah Linda. You have a great weekend. And I'm thankful and, to you, Scott. You. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, the Jesus Labor Love, I'll say again, it's at ChristianCarGuy.com, as well as those passages that I made reference to. And it really is my prayer that you'll think about this faith of our fathers this week, this weekend. Go look at those passages and think, wow, what Joseph went through in the faith of his fathers and what Jacob was saying to him about the faith of his fathers that blessed him in order to make it through what he went through. And so remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. And wow, right? Faith of our fathers, holy faith. Will we be true to thee till death? Wow. Thanks for listening.
This is the Truth Network.